This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI Audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, right with you again, along with Sean Priest. Hello, Sean Priest. Hello, Stephen Scott. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I'm excited because uh, we have a returning champion this week, and that is Tim Schwartz. Hello, Tim Schwartz. Hello, Stephen Scott. Hello, Sean Priest. How are you gentlemen today? Beautiful. Well, obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. Listen, shh, shh. Listen, there's, there's something I need to say. It's really important. Uh-oh. I've got to say it now, okay? Um, so it's it was well. It's not today. Hang on. What day is this? Right. Okay. So officially, <laughs> yesterday. Not not to give away the fact we record this, right? Uh, but you know, uh, officially yesterday it was Sean's birthday, Tim. It was. <sighs> Hooray! Happy birthday, Sean Priest. Thank you. Thank you. Let's now into a lot of trouble for this, you know. Just, uh, you know, sit back and enjoy. Happy birthday to you. You belong in a zoo. Yep. With the monkeys and tigers. Why is that? They look just like you. Hey, happy Aww. birthday, Sean. Thank happy you. Birthday, that, Sean. that was beautiful. I'm touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt when he did it to me once before. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I, that one off. I would be remiss if I didn't say, Stephen, that the day this show goes out on air is my 10th wedding anniversary. Oh, I, I don't have anything for that. Uh, we got jingle. Not, guess what? I don't have anything for it either, so it's all right. Oh, well, that's good news. See, that's the thing, right? You're going to save a fortune this time around because you're not going to have to buy anything because uh, you can't, uh, unless you get on Amazon. Um, Which I, I mean, I think... Uh, well, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, can we? Can you say what you got? Because you know, when this goes out, it'll be you know over and done with. I don't over mean you're married. You're I mean, so you... romantic. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the, the marriage will be over and done with. Ten years. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah nice. It's been beautiful. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, I, I don't know if. Um... No, it might be personal, Stephen. Don't. Oh, it's like, oh, it's like that, yeah. is it? Oh, it might be. Right, okay. It, I know. It's, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's related to our engagement, which was done. At the penguin house at the aquarium, I, I proposed what? in in front of penguins. Uh, that yeah. So the, did they, did they it's, mind? They, it's worse than I thought. It's actually I I think they had a problem because the, there was a penguin posing on a box in front of us for the pictures, and in the pictures I'm told she's looking at us like, "Hey, this is my time, not yours." Yeah, look at, you're look so at me. egotistical, Tim. You're so egotistical that you couldn't even let a penguin have a picture taken. Mm. Scene stealer. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. Congratulations, Tim. Thanks. Yeah, congratulations. Many, many more uh, to come. Hopefully, we'll see. I'm not too happy about that. Right, okay, so uh, this is a tech show, Honest, and uh, we thought we'd get back to it uh, this week because, uh, well, you know, one thing I haven't done for a while is buy something, of course, so I thought I'd better change that. You've got a problem. I know, I feel, honestly, (laughs) my house, I'm not joking you, Uh, Tim, I don't know what the official American word here is, but we call them skips over here. Um, They are basically... what would you call them? Giant I receptacles. I believe they're called dumpsters. Dumpster. Well, it's bigger than a dumpster, though. It's about five or six mm. dumpsters together. Yes, huge. Oh my goodness. 
Um, this thing, this thing would take dumpsters if you were throwing. If you were chucking out dumpsters, this, this is, is what, what you would get. use. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this thing goes on the back of a truck. That's how big it is. And uh, it's sitting outside my house as we speak. And it is just gathering boxes with smiles on the front. Can I just say, other services and online stores are available. But yeah, but who cares? Oh, I know. None of us use like, any others. But, you know, they no. are available. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, yes, you've got a, a builder's skip, which is a very large dumpster full of... Um, boxes and some tech i understand which oh, is I, you know that's yeah. blasphemy sir it is but in fairness it is all broken stuff right and it's things i've been well. keeping like well you know that thing you do right you keep computers because you think oh well, one day i'll use the graphics card and you think well why am i you know keeping a whole computer to keep the graphics just take the graphics card out stick it in one of those little ziploc bags and then chuck the pc so that's <gasps> what i've been doing um obviously a lot of that is going to go to recycling at least i hope it is i didn't ask but I'll assume it is. And yes. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume they recycle this stuff. It's not going to get stripped, you know, it's not going to get screwed into the earth, is it? No, no. Someone will use it for something. It will be yeah. fine. Of course it will. Do you feel but better I, now? I do. And uh, I've been cleaning out so much that I, I have just, I have emptied my house of stuff. It is brilliant in here. It is just so much room. Uh, I changed my office setup. Oh, it's a regular. Beautiful. Well, regular viewers of Double Tap TV might not realise that they're actually looking behind me at my um, my studio. That's why I actually use here to do this show. And uh, I've updated it this week. I've got a new desk in, and I've found something new that I really, really like. Now, Tim, I know you're going to think, what on earth are you doing here? But mm-hmm. LED lights. LED lights, Tim. <sighs> they're the future. They are the future. <laughs> Energy saving as well. Um <laughs> So you can save money, which is nice. But yeah, I've I've got to the room covered in them. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, um, but I've got all these LED lights, and what I've done is I've got it kind of round the back. So on the, on the back edge of the desk, I've got the LED strip running right along. I've stuck it right around the desk, so it emits a beautiful red glow, the color of Double Tab. Oh, it's very and, he's committed, or should I, be. I tell you. Total commitment. Yeah, I know. It's a bit we- I'll be honest. The red thing is a bit weird. Uh, someone did make that reference to me the other day. Yes. Saying, hmm. But uh, but evening in Amsterdam there, Stephen. But uh, you know, I mean, look, it, I think it's nice. And you know, the thing about red is, and the reason that Double Tap is red, and why I chose that as the color of the brand, is because it's the only color I can actually see properly. That's the only color oh, I get selfish. any sense of. Yeah, it's, it's all about you, as it's usual. It's always about me, guys. Come on. Yeah, no, look, know. it's funny because LED lights, right? You know, what's the point? Who cares about lighting when uh, it doesn't make too much of a difference to most of us? But it sort of goes back to that big screen TV debate we had the, uh, was it last week? Where we were saying, you know, what's the point in getting a big screen TV? But the, the truth of the matter is, I just want one. Does it matter exactly. why? I just want one, and I, I like it, and I don't know why. I know. I mean, Tim, I was talking. I don't know if you had the show last week, but Jay Taylor was on. Uh, Jay was brilliant last week. And yes, it was just fantastic. Really, it was just great to have him on. And I've just got to say as well, you know, Jay, uh, thank you so much for coming on and being so open about your own challenges with sight loss. I mean, it was it was really, it meant a lot to me for you to do that because Jay and I talked about this off air, and. You know, I wasn't expecting him to get into that to the detail he did, um, and I'm really glad he did because I think a lot of people would benefit from that. There's ever, you know, a lot of us have gone through that. Well, the three of us have gone through that same experience. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really good to hear that. But yeah, we were talking about the 75 inch telly that I bought, which still isn't on my wall, by the way. 
Just just want to put that out there. Still not up in my wall. The guy's coming tomorrow. What well, do it yourself, Stephen? What's the matter with you? You're a grown man. Yeah. Two hernias and a sight condition. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, get a man in. Yeah, man in. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but uh, we've got the guy coming uh, tomorrow to get a fit, so that's great, and I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's a challenge, though, because... You, you want things. And, and I didn't realize until I actually put them in. I just wanted them because I wanted them, right? I didn't really have any reason, really. I just, I was watching all these videos on YouTube of, you know, different guys and girls with their various setups. And a lot of the gamers tend to go for these LED lights. I think it just creates the ambiance that you want, you know? That's a French word, I think. Yeah, that, that's exactly how you pronounce it, I think. Ambiance. Ambiance. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, that's right. For French-Canadian listeners. Absolutely, who are all turning off as we speak. <laughs> Apologies to all of you. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, look, but cultured on, guys here. Yeah. On the serious side, though, there is something because I tend to spend a lot of time when I do go in the house, sat in. No, you never dark- go in the house. No, I know it's not very often, but when I do, I'm sat in complete darkness. Yeah, um, it's, it's mental, really. But and you know, with these LED strips, they're they're really cheap to buy. Uh, they're cheap to run, and if you get the USB-powered ones, you know, it, they're easy to put anywhere. And just putting one around the back of the TV or even underneath the coffee table um, gives Ooh. it a, a really nice ambient glow to the place. You know, it's not a, a, a light that's – if you're light-sensitive, which is a problem for a lot of us, you know, it, it can be an issue. So just having those lights – and let's be honest, I use I use them as well for markers – you know, the door's ah. over that way because I can see the light. So the door's over that way. They're just really nice mood light lighting. I well, think. They, that's that's it. They look good, but you're right. They actually create some kind of purpose for you in some way. Yeah. I well, mean, it's for, the excuse I use. Well, yeah. But I mean, the thing for me was I didn't realize until I had got them all installed. And I did the same. Back of my monitor, I put up some LED lights. I got the USB ones you were telling me about. I, I found a better one, though, because yours couldn't... Uh, Let's just say work with Lady A. Correct. Uh, mine's I found do, um, and I, mm. you know, I think you've probably. Bought I don't them believe there. you though. No, they do. They're brilliant. They work with Lady A and the USB powered. Although they don't work off the monitor USB, which is annoying. Mm. Uh, but they do work off television USBs, except in dance mode. <laughs> That doesn't work. Okay. So, uh, so every time you're dancing, you don't have lights. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I mean, so if you don't know what dance mode is, right? So Thank what God happens for is that. if you're playing the music and there's a beat to it, um, then you know the music will kind of flash along with the beat, which is is kind of cool. But the TV can't handle that; it just keeps saying too much power. Calm down. So that's fine. But no, I've got it on the back of the TV, back of the monitor, and it's created this lovely glow. And the thing is, like, like I say, I do, I didn't realize this, but it actually really helps because what I find is that direct light is always a problem for me. Just any kind of light source is difficult. With these, it kind of has a blurred light because you're not looking at direct light. You're looking at light being emitted from something onto something else. So it creates that really lovely ambiance, but at the same time, it's also really good for someone with low vision. So I think there's some real benefits to the LED lights. Tim, I'm never going to convince you on these, I know. Um, But, you know, I dislike them. Well, not at this stage of my blindness. You're not going to convince me of this. No, no. but um, I, I used to be the person who, when I had vision or low vision, I had a lamp, you know, or two or ten, and every no, not that many, but I had several lamps everywhere, lights everywhere, and and uh, was always, you know, making sure lights were on and available. Even had these beautiful, you know, fluorescent lights installed in my kitchen where I used to live, and uh, you know, illuminate everything just so brightly and wonderfully. And now, you used to live in the kitchen. No. 
<laughs> the kitchen in which where I never mind. Oh, I, uh, I'm back. Sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I, yeah. So I mean, lighting and especially if I if I could have gotten some high quality LED lights at that time, yeah, that'd been fantastic. But now I don't care. I don't turn on lights unless I'm turning it on you know, for a reason for my wife or something going into a room. But otherwise, no, we're usually just yelling at our daughter to turn off lights as she exits rooms. Other than that, mm, um, yeah. I, I could care less. I sit in the dark all the time, like like Sean was saying. But I, I think there is a, something you know to be said for it. I have recently purchased an LED light panel uh, for whenever I uh, get to doing a YouTube channel and things like that, more, doing more video. So I've purchased an LED light panel to, for for you know for lighting up videos and things like that. But, oh, you know, very good. I've got a stand and a, and a you know an adapter and all that kind of thing. So so I mean there there is a benefit because you know so many times I've been online doing live video or or chat and they're like I can't see you. Turn on the light. And I'm like, oh yeah, lights, those, yeah, <laughs> those old things, <laughs> those yeah. things. You might see me better. I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So no, I, I think there's a benefit. And I even, I don't remember if they were LED or not. But Sean, you were talking about using them as, as like a guide, I believe, from your shed to your house and back. You've got uh, lighting, more really more than just decorative. It's, it's more to help you navigate to the house and back, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, markers for the top of the steps and for the edge of the the lawned area. So yeah, I mean they're just normal solar lights, but they're great. I got to say the LED technology has been amazing lately. They last yeah. for so long and they're so bright. They're uh, they're really useful. Yeah, and it's the outdoor bit of it that I like as well. You know, we're doing the same. We're looking at probably getting our garden redone next year, maybe at this rate and. It's it's looking at these kind of things, not just the actual garden outline, but the lighting as well, you know, because that's our biggest thing is falling down steps. I mean, that's my biggest thing all the time, just falling down stairs. Can't um, get enough of it, can you? Just yeah, I just love doing it. it. <laughs> I just live like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of lying there on the floor thinking, I really need to do something about this. Um, so maybe lights would, would help with that. I mean, certainly it couldn't hinder for sure but anyway look, I, I don't want to talk about the lighting all the time because you know no. much as i enjoy that but and of course it's great but actually what i want to talk about is what's in this box a box here actually two boxes actually Ooh. and uh it's in, a guessing game yeah that's right so what's in the box i'm gonna shake it nothing better than an unboxing on radio yeah yep. <laughs> it sounds very full and it so sounds that's, like that's, a quality box yeah that's that's one box and that's the second one, right? So you've got to guess what's in them. Uh, will, I, will I drop them for you and let you hear them drop? Yep. Okay, so here we go. That's one. <laughs> that was really boring. And this yep. one? Oh. A little higher pitched. Yes. yes. Right, so what's in them? <laughs> I have no what idea. Game. Tech. Uh, right, I'll tech inside. You're right, Yay, Tim. You're right. Hooray. Um, yeah, do you get happy birthday? Happy oh, yeah, yeah, you get it. That's all we've got. That's it, basically. <laughs> I can only do happy birthday. Um, okay, so <laughs> in one of the boxes is the brand new 2020 iPad Pro 11 inch. Well, that's broke. You just sorry. dropped it. There was well, one until you dropped it, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll maybe just rephrase that. It, what was in the box and now isn't in the box. Oh, um, that's why we couldn't tell cheer. using our special ah, blind ears what it was because it was empty. <laughs> yeah, it sounded empty. It was a high pitch, yeah. So what you're saying is if you had, if the iPad was in the box, you'd have got it right away. Yeah, Correct, okay, yes. obviously, superpower. So this is the uh, Wi-Fi cellular version, 256 gig. I chose the 11-inch. Now, I actually, for regular listeners to the show who've been following my tech journey, that is buying pretty much everything in sight and then sending it back, um, 
I've I I did have the twelve point nine inch for a while, but I got rid of that because I it's just too big to be honest. And if you're going to use it as a tablet, as a handheld tablet, I just feel it was too heavy. wasn't that much fun to use, and the, yeah. the larger screen made no odds. And as things have been getting worse, I thought, well, what's the point? I do want the iPad experience. I do like the iPad experience with voiceover. I don't need as big a tablet, so this one is ideal. Now, the other box, you probably now has, have figured out that it is indeed a keyboard that goes with it, and it is the Apple keyboard. But I didn't drop the uh, ridiculous amount of money that it was going to cost for the uh, Apple Magic keyboard with trackpad for the iPad. Instead, I got the Smart Keyboard Folio, which is the standard one, the one that actually has been around for a while. And um, that keyboard with the 11-inch, I think, is a brilliant solution. And I'm not entirely convinced it's a laptop replacement yet. I mean, there are some things for me that I just don't think I'm going to use it for. I wouldn't be able to use it for at this point. I mean, audio editing is the first one. And I know there are apps that can do it, but I'm not convinced about how, you know, just mucking around with some of these apps. I'm not getting the sense that the time it would take to actually get an edit done, like the show, for example, would be worth the hassle. You know, it would be it'd take me longer to do it than this show. And trust me, it takes a long time to get this show together, guys. I mean, you know, surprisingly you the, enough, you hear an hour. Um, you know, you don't you don't hear the edit of this. Um, so you know, I mean, it, it, but I I, I wish a, a sort of a an Adobe Edition or an Audacity or a, a Reaper would come to the iPad, and maybe it will. I really hope it will at some point, but we're not there yet, which seems weird in some ways when you think about it. I mean, it the does. iPad's kind of built for that. But it's a really nice iPad. It's a really lovely size. I've only just got it today, so I've not had much of a time to play with it. I'm not expecting too much because, I mean, obviously I'm expecting speed. I'm expecting it to be, uh, well, you know, to perform well. And don't get me wrong, the setup process was lightning fast, getting it all set up, voiceover, speedy as anything on it. But you'd expect that, right? I mean, it's a 2020 with the latest processors and everything else. It does have that LiDAR camera built in. Well, it's not a LiDAR camera, but LiDAR built in with the camera. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to use that for yet. But then I'm sure I've said this about AR. I'm sure I've said about AI. I'm sure I've said about everything in the past. So I hope one day we will be able to uh, get some benefit out of it. Um, But I am excited about it. I will let you uh, know more, and I'll do a full review on it when I've had a chance to to play with it and tell you if I think it's good. But I think it is a good option for someone who wants the latest iPad, bearing in mind that the iPad Air, the iPad Mini, and the original iPad are still at the 2019 level. So we're not seeing any new ones yet and didn't want to make the leap into one of those because, you know, you're buying something a year out, whereas this is, is latest. So I'm at least a good place. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you know how I got on with it. But the reason I wanted to bring this up in particular, I mean, aside the fact that I've got it and it's cool, is because we've actually had some really encouraging rumors about Apple Glass, as it's being nicknamed. Uh, now, there's a, a leaker, I think you would probably call him that, or informationalist. Potentially, you could call him that if you like. Uh, Someone in the know, uh, John Prosser, who's been uh, on YouTube for a while and and, and certainly blogging for a while about various things and tends to have a lot of information about the Apple Glass um, and what it may become and when it might actually show up as well. We thought this year that's looking to be pushed to next year, which is the first thing. Um, But we're hearing that it's not going to have a camera and it's not going to have speakers. 
Boo. What? No. I mean, really? So, come on. I mean, we've got to discuss this. What, what on earth is going on here? I mean, we're, we're talking about, so no camera, but instead of a camera, this LiDAR that iPad has. And we, t- we, we actually talked about this way, way back when LiDAR was talked about in the iPad Pro. Uh, we actually said, and this is something that will probably go into the, uh, the Apple Glass. Because, as I've said a million times, and Sean always disagrees with me, that privacy is going to be one of the key concerns people have with this technology. LiDAR takes that problem away. So are you not not happy about that, Sean? You'd be pleased. No, I'm not. I am really unhappy about it. Because, look, the Apple glasses were were something that we were really looking forward to. This this is the next step. This is going to be the next um, form factor to take over from the smartphone. It is going to be wearables, going to be glasses of some sort. Now, you know, we're nowhere near that yet. This is the very first baby step. But these glasses, for me, offer absolutely nothing for us as visually impaired people. No camera, just the LiDAR. Okay, that may be useful. I mean, we talked about how the LiDAR may be used to help us. You know, mapping out the room depths, um, mapping is always good for us. Being able to know where objects are in, in your environment is going to be great. But the the processing power needed for mobility use of that just isn't there. And it's definitely not going to be there when it's offloaded to the phone, which is what the glasses do. So it needs a camera to be useful for us for something like um, Aera, Be My Eyes. It's not there. So that's out of the window for a start. No built-in um, speakers into the glasses. So no 3D Bose frames-like experience. So there's no use case for us there. Obviously, the visuals for us don't really matter. Um, there may be a case for low vision, you know, highlighting objects, putting a high contrast or zooming in video magnification maybe. But in this leak, it didn't really tell us how the display was going to work. Is it going to be a full display? Is it just going to be some text notifications in the top corner? We just don't know at the minute. But I'll be honest with you, I was really underwhelmed and really disappointed with this leak um, and we've got to take that as, as a balanced approach as well. These are just rumours. We don't know. But from from what we've been told, I can't think of a use case for us. Well, lots of rumours. But, Tim, I mean, you know, he, he knew a lot, or at least he appears to know a lot of information. John Prosser, of course, we're talking about here. Yeah, and John has lately been getting a lot of very valuable leaks. The information he had about the iPhone SE 2020 edition, for instance, were all dead on. Things he knew about the new iPad Pros were were dead on with the LiDAR and everything. So whoever his uh, source is, whoever the leaker is, apparently does know some things. And uh, John has been taking some heat for that. Obviously, Apple is not very happy with him um, and and his leaker. But yeah, I mean, if if these leaks and rumors turn out to be accurate i'm with sean i i like the price point uh the rumor is it's going to be 499 dollars us when it launches and it will probably be a one more thing this fall when they announce the iphone 12 and so it probably will be launched sometime in uh 2021 maybe maybe early you know first second quarter of 2021 and that's fantastic the price really intrigued me because i was afraid it would be you know, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars, something like that. But uh, that would be probably if it had a camera, if it had speakers, things like that. Maybe that might be part of it. Maybe they're going to tiptoe. That that's that's the optimistic approach I'm taking is that maybe without a camera, without speakers, just lidar. That's version one. But then by version three or four, you know, a few years down the line, maybe they'll start to implement more. But then I start thinking about what you said, Stephen, with privacy. 
they are a, a company that tries to pride themselves on privacy. And I don't know if people are ready yet as a, as a general population, I'm ready, but I don't know if people are going to be happy with you having a camera out available all the time that they know is there because they're going to wonder if they're being filmed or not. My it's always being filmed. Well, but that's, that's my point. I agree with you on that, that there are, are cameras everywhere. People are holding up their phones and filming things everywhere. Uh, what's the difference in having it on my face or having it in my hand when it comes to you know, the, privacy? That the is the problem though. It's, the problem though is with, with glasses. I think that you, it's a bit, it feels a little bit more nefarious to me because you have can. a situation when you are walking up a street, you know, someone could be filming you, you don't know it. Whereas if someone's got a camera or a phone out, you often, you're aware of it. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like, it just seems to make sense nowadays that people are used to that, that approach. Whereas with cameras, who knows on your glasses. And that's why I said, maybe over time, it'll be a comfort thing where people will just understand, okay, if someone's wearing what appears to be a smart glass, maybe they'll have, you know, like a red light on there to tell you that it's recording. I don't know. But over time, as people become more aware of the technology and comfortable with the idea of it, and we get over that, that first, you know, hurdle, Maybe it will be implemented and it'll be more common, but it just might be something we have to tiptoe into until people are more comfortable. Uh, yeah. People need to get over it. I, I, I actually wonder if Apple, I, I think Apple might be up to something here. I think they might be putting out the conversation saying, we're not putting a camera in it. Uh, we're not putting a camera in it, but there's no camera. And then the next minute you hear this clamor of voices saying, well, why is there no camera in it? Exactly. And then that allows them to, you know, make that happen. It's almost like they're, they're wanting us to, as in the community, demand all of us to, yeah. to demand it. Yeah, well, yeah from our yeah, point of view, I mean, like like Sean was saying with low vision, I could see if this has even a proper heads up display or, or any kind of display for low vision, it could be very beneficial. The LiDAR for, for the different things that it can do could be beneficial in some cases. There's even uh, rumored that it could have some sort of uh, proprietary QR code for Apple or maybe even possibly somehow scan barcodes. That could be beneficial. But again, I can do that just as easily with my phone. I'm not going to spend $500 on something that basically for me is, is someone with no usable vision only scans barcodes that if it even does that, yeah, pointless. yeah that's, that's not going to be appealing if it had a camera and uh, you know, I could use it as if it were the camera on my phone and it had speakers and you know, I could tether it with my Apple watch or my phone or all three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For $500 or even, even seven or seven fifty, I'd be all over that. I, I would have absolutely no problem paying for that. But without the camera, without the speakers, it's just too limited. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they come out with. But I think we all know, like with the Apple Watch as well, it's never going to be the finished product on day one. But what we do know about Apple is whatever does come out will work. And that's the difference. I think we'll know it works, but what how function it will be. Um, but, I mean, come on. Every company, no matter if it's not Apple. And I've, I've said this often enough, and I know I get heat for it. And I don't care anymore. I'm past caring. I'm getting Oof. too old to care. He's a maverick. Happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday to... <laughs> Says the youngest of the three of us, yes. I know, but I, just, I feel old. <laughs> it's how you feel, right? And I yeah. just, I'm so bored of hearing about, oh, you're so Apple. I know because it's good and it works and it does me fine. I'm not saying everybody should buy it. I'm just saying whoa, I whoa, whoa, like to buy whoa. it. Gen Zero Apple Watch. I'll just say that. Did that just work? It was fine. Yeah. What was no, wrong with it? It was clunky. It didn't work well. It was slow. I mean, I suppose you could argue it worked, but it didn't work well, which is what we what we want. 
so where's, where's your Where's your Apple Watch, the first one you got, Stephen Scott? Oh, are you joking? I've been through five since then. Yeah, but where's the first one that worked so well? Well, of course it's in the... Well, it's not in the bin. That's unfair. It was <laughs> no, sent it's, back. It, it was, it's gone. Exactly. So the, the little robot that pulls it apart, that, that Apple has that pulls them all apart, you know, it's got hold of it. Yeah. Yeah, all because it, it, it wasn't great. Look, look uh, the thing... Well, it's Gen 1. I've moved on. I mean, we all have. Yeah, Even I Tim know, moved on. That's what I'm saying. Look, this is... I'm not expecting miracles from this, but actually, from the price point of view, I'm really disappointed. I would much rather this was 1500 2000 bucks because... Then you're actually getting something. What are you getting for $500 here? From what I can make out, it's that LiDAR sensor. What else is it actually doing? What other uh, features is it offering you? Well, it's not out yet, so we don't know. But that's the thing, though, is that if it's got some sort of display within the glasses and you apparently can put prescription lenses in there, so who knows how that's going to work with the display on prescriptions, but no sunglasses support, supposedly. So, yeah, LiDAR and possibly a display on the inside, and whatever that's going to be, and that's about it. I, I, maybe, yeah. For five hundred dollars, I get it. But yeah, I'm with you, Sean. I would spend a thousand dollars or more, possibly, if it had so many other features. Even just starting with the camera and the speakers, you know, voiceover and you know other things have a compass, you know, things like that. I mean, it's going to have augmented reality built in with the lidar. But what is that really going to mean? You know, I can play Pokemon yeah, Go. Whoopee! I can hear. I can hear Tim Cook, you know, banging his head off the table right now saying, right, okay, we've come up with a product, finally we've made it affordable, and they're all wanting to pay even more money. Oh, no, it's a really expensive pair of glasses with, with a LiDAR stuck on it. Well, what you could say technology? that about Bose frames. You could say, well, yeah, those are expensive glasses with a pair of headphones in them. Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, you could make that argument about anything, couldn't you? That's the point. You know, it's it's just that with well, an look, additional thing. We're arguing and speculating of... over exactly. rumours, so it yeah. is too early to yeah, say. Right, look, I want more, stuff. yes. We're going to talk about Microsoft in a minute, because if you want to hear about disaster, I've got a great story to tell you. Uh, so stick <laughs> around for that. And uh, also, we're going to be checking in uh, with the voicemails as well. That's coming up. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Hey, welcome back, Double Tappers. Stephen Scott, I've got Sean Priest and Tim Schwartz here. And uh, I decided to attend some of uh, Ability Summit uh, last night, uh, Microsoft's uh, premier event for accessibility. Uh, it was very accessible for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's the story, right? So what they do is they put this summit on, um, uh, what do you call it, on Microsoft Teams, uh, which is... is I've never used it really. I mean, I've got it, and I don't know much about it. Just I haven't had a need popular. to use it. But I know lots of people like it now. They're moving towards it and moving away from Skype and, and pushing people to, to Teams, which okay, fine. Uh, but I hadn't used it, and of course, I had to navigate through all this carry on to get to where I needed to get to, and I finally get to the place. It was almost like being at an actual conference because I ended up at one point walking into a room called uh, Career Advice. And then someone was talking about wanting a job at Microsoft, and I had no idea what was going on, and I just turned around and left. So it was just like a real conference. I felt right at home. Uh, so you know, after that, I fi- finally found the keynote area, uh, got it switched on, uh, heard Jenny LaFleury talking from Microsoft, very excited to hear what she had to say. And uh, then just at that point, uh, Satya Nadella comes on, 
to talk about you know Microsoft's bigger kind of purpose here around accessibility, and the feed just died. Hmm. Oh, it was terrible. I felt so embarrassed for them. Well, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. And, you know, in fairness to them, I think let's not laugh until Apple have their go at WWDC and see what happens there. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, it's, it must be so difficult. I mean, this is a huge thing. Loads of people uh, attending uh, from all over the world. And everyone's at home. That's the thing about it. It's not like they're all in one place and we're all watching from other places. They're all also at home. So you, you, yep. everything's dependent upon everyone's internet connection. Um, so yeah, it was a tough one, but I think they eventually got it back up and running, but you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll hang on for the box set and, uh, you know, not worry about it. Um, but I am intrigued to know what's coming out because that's the reason I wanted to attend. I wanted to know what was going on. I was hoping to bring you some information today about Microsoft products, what accessibility has gone into them, the new versions, because 2004 came out. That's the latest big update from Microsoft. Nothing really in there of note, so certainly nothing major around accessibility, narrator, no major changes to it. So nothing really exciting. But again, it's it's more a system update, I guess, with lots of um, more system-wide features, not just accessibility. So, um, yeah, but anyway, that, that was... Um, yeah, I was hoping to have a lot more Fun. from that, but that didn't work out. Uh, listen, Tim, uh, you want to talk about um, WeWalk, the cane. You've been in touch with these guys. I know you're trying to get a demo of one of them. I'm intrigued by I did try this out at an event a couple of years back, and I spoke to the, the inventor guy, and he was very nice. Um, but I've yet to see this materialize into anything. Uh, is it available for sale now, though? Is that right? Yeah, WeWalk is available for sale. I believe it's like four or five hundred dollars. It attaches to your existing cane uh, as a quote unquote smart cane device. But now WeWalk is is coming out with you can pre-order now what they're calling the WeWalk Special Edition. Uh, and the things that they're saying make it more special, uh, other than the fact that regular price it's a couple hundred dollars more, um, is that it is it is more Harsh. well. Good luck getting I mean, that review unit now. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but no, I mean, I get it. It, it is lighter. It is uh, more lightweight. It's, it's supposed to be more... Backpedaling. It's more durable. Well, no, but I, I think... See, here's the thing. I, I've been waiting for a long time, so I'm getting a little annoyed. But okay. um, but no, but but it, it seems as though it, it could be a nice product uh, because it is something that separates you from some of the functions of a phone, and it's built in to this device. So uh, basically, the the regular WeWalk, as you probably remember, Stephen, you know, it can give you kind of a heads up if there's something in front of you. So if you're approaching a garbage can yeah. or you know some other sort of obstacle, it has vibration and, and alerts and things that can you know let you know of of other things in your surroundings. And, and generally, I think that that's a good thing. Anything that can you know, enable us and allow us to have more information is good. And so with this special edition, like I said, it is lighter weight, it's more durable the way they've made it, and they've added some functionality. So some of it sounds very blind square, quite honestly, because they've they've added kind of the counterclockwise, you know, clock uh, navigation. So it'll tell you, you know, something's at one o'clock or three o'clock. It, it can give you information about shops, cafes, restaurants that are around you and where those are located, how far away they are. So that's helpful as well. But like I said, very, very similar to what blind square and other apps can do. But then with social distancing uh, you know, being a big thing, of course, these last few months during the pandemic, it actually also can vibrate or alert you when people are near you. So it, I guess it'll set itself to six feet and uh, will allow you 
to know if there are people uh, around you and uh, you know help you to to navigate better. Which I've seen some people online saying that they'll go to a grocery store. I actually saw a, a story, unfortunately, by a lady who said she was walking in a grocery store with her her cane and someone yelled at her basically for being too close. Said, "Get away from me! You know you're too close to me. You're not six yeah. feet." Well, these it's like, but I'm. Up. Yeah, it's like I'm legally Idiots. blind. Give me a break. Um, yeah. So, so you know, this this feature built in will kind of alert you if there are people within a certain amount of feet. And then something else that I really like, and there are apps to do this as well, but they have uh, set up a, a service within the new WeWalk Special Edition, uh, partnering somehow with 1,500 different cities around the world to provide you bus stop information. So navigating to the bus stop, getting bus schedules, as well as alerting you when you're on the bus, how many more. Or, uh, stops it is to your next stop and things like that. So, so a fully integrated bus stop uh, function as well. So they they are updating this quite a bit, and, and I like the fact that it is a little bit smaller and and uh, built a little bit more durably. So it, it's not bad. But like I said, the regular WeWalk uh, I believe is like I think it's like four or five hundred dollars. This one, the special edition, right now you can get it uh, for four forty nine. That's after a savings of two hundred nine dollars if you pre order now. Uh, I couldn't really see when it was going to be released, but it looks like probably within the next month or so, I think it's, it should be released. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. But uh, again, I haven't used it. I'm, I'm on the waiting list. I'm intrigued by it. I, I think that it could be helpful, but I, I'm interested to see how much more helpful is it than what I can do on my phone already. Yeah, I, I don't know about this. You know, I mean, I, I like the idea of it. And I'm really glad you said that the new version's a bit smaller because the one I tried did feel quite big in my hand. I mean, it's much, much, much thicker than the standard handle on a white cane. So, you know, you think of your regular handle that's maybe about four times, at least that one I tried was about four times the, the thickness of that. So it's quite big to hold in your hand. And, and, you know, the thing that bothers me about these is, are you actually losing information as a result of this, because if you're walking down the street and that cane is vibrating and then you go over something, your cane picks up something, the whole purpose, bear in mind, of a white cane is to alert you to obstacles, but also to give you an idea of the ground you're walking on. You know, so, um, you know, you're aware of a step or you're aware of small changes in the ground where you can. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like where you live, but for me, you know, the, the slabs on the streets are all over the place. You know, it's, it's not always that pleasant to walk. Sometimes. So, you know, you have this problem. So you can use your cane to, to help you with that. And if your cane's vibrating wildly to say, there's a tree over there and there's a child running past, and it all feels very kind of like, oh, right, too much information, information overload. Because um, I found this with the Sunu band, which I re really liked. I thought it was a really nice thing, but it just gave me so much information. I didn't really know what to do with it. Yeah, it's one of the things mm. where I, I might be intrigued by it in principle, but I don't know about in practice. And as you were saying, you know, knowing about obstacles that are around me, that extra information I could see being very helpful. But then at the same time, if I'm getting turn by turn directions, either from the cane or even without the cane and just from my phone in my headphones or getting that information, like what you said with blind square, telling you where things are, how far away they are, things like that. You're already getting so much information at the same time as you're trying to navigate just with the white cane for what it does you know, by itself. Yeah, it might be information overload. So that, that's why I'm really interested to, to see with all these new updates. Is that the case in practice or is it is it something that would be helpful? Because I get that with my watch a lot. You know, I can't wear my watch on the same arm as I'm using the cane. So my, my watch is always on my left wrist. 
because that's where I hold my cane. But I, I, and that's also where I hold my cane. But actually, I have to put my watch on the right wrist because I can't feel it when I'm walking down the street. Um, I can't feel the vibrations telling me, you know, if I'm using Google Maps or Apple Maps to navigate. And the watch does that thing where it will tell you, you know, okay, left turn, right turn. Um, and it will give you that haptically. Uh, I, I don't feel that. I mean, John, is, does this appeal to you at all? Smart canes? Well, it does because, you know, anything tech, ooh, I, I'm immediately interested. Oh, yeah, well, we're all like that. Well, yeah. <laughs> at, the, yeah well, at the same time, it just confuses me a little bit because, you know, this – so this is a device basically that you use to control the WeWalk app on your smartphone, right? Which is where it's, it get, gets this information from, from your phone. But it has its own display. It actually has its own, like a keypad where you can, and, and I think even a, a screen that you can touch and, and type. And It's got a touch sensitive yeah, yeah. area. Yeah, yeah so touch you can control, area. basically you can, and we'll, you can control your phone. <laughs> Using this, I know it's, I know it's this your birthday, device. but you know, calm down. Sorry, careful. Yeah. So you can <laughs> shut. Up. So you basically, it's just a way to interface and control the app, isn't it? I mean, as far as I can make out, the, the tech on the actual hardware itself is the sonar sensor, the sonar, I should say, sensor. Um, I, I'm I'm so confused about what this gives you over something that your phone wouldn't. It gets all its directions from Google Maps anyway and all that information from Google Maps. So there's a built-in speaker. The speaker is meant to be improved on the special edition. Uh, is that better than wearing, you know, your Bluetooth headset? Mm. I'm not sure. This is definitely one of those things that you need to try. It's, it's, it's I can't get it in my head how this would be better than just the cane on its own. But you know, in, in practice, when you're actually out and about, maybe that extra information and the way it's delivered and the way you can control it without having to take your phone out or whatever is actually better when it comes to mobility. So I, I honestly don't know. I'm on the fence with this one. Um, yeah, Tim needs to get one. So please, we will. Yeah, come on, one. get one to yes, Tim. Please. Because, you know, <laughs> I, I'd like to hear you talk about it because I just um, I, I just worry about that. I think that that, that fear of walking down the street and so much information. I already have that. I get so much information from my phone as it is. I mean, I kind of wish that you could almost put your phone in the way you can with your car, where you put it into car mode and it sort of turns off all your notifications and it you know, kind of shuts everything up because it wants you to focus on driving. I wish you could get a walking mode like that, where you know, you're walking down the street and if you've got navigation on, for example, it's just going to give you the one voice. It's not going to have voiceover read out what it's already telling you. Yes. You know, so yeah. just have walking mode enabled somehow. Uh, that that could be pretty cool. And they could do that. They could absolutely do that because they could use all the, the fancy sensors in the phone and they could have it so that the phone knows you're moving. I mean, my phone would probably be quite surprised by that whole notion. You know, you've never <laughs> done this before. Um, so, you know, but that could work. That that could. I think that would be better because I think that kind of – you know, with with like uh, we all love the Bose frames. Uh, Sean's yet to buy them. He's a fool, but he'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. You know, so you know we need to get him the Bose frames because that this is honestly, I think, the best way at the moment. The only thing I, I have against the Bose frames is how quickly they die. Um, but you know, I've really because I use them all. The time. I love my Bose frames. I'm actually tempted to buy another pair so I could just continually use them all day because that's how bad it is. I have to almost I get half a day out of them if I'm lucky. And then the other half of the day, and I'm talking working day here, you know, working day is, is half gone and then they're dead. And I've got to sit without them and have to go back to everything on my ears again. I'm moaning, I'm sorry. But it's true. Fix the battery problems. 
Come on. <laughs> As for the smart cane, yeah. um, if only if only a, a company you know like Apple or someone were to create a smart pair of glasses that could detect obstacles and give you information with voice feedback and. Mm. Gee, Chin but no, actually, what I what, what I want from WeWalk, I, I just want a device that attaches to my cane. It detects that someone or something is in my way, particularly a someone, and just has a voice that says, "Get out of my way, move, excuse me, coming through." <laughs> Plays a horn sound effect. Yes. Like, I just I just want my cane to be talking for me to just tell people to get out of the way. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, it's a really interesting development. I, I'm intrigued to hear how you go on if you get a hold of one, whether you, you get one yourself or whether we walk sent you one, because I think it'd be really good just to hear what you think about it. I mean, a lot of people love the idea of these things. And the, I know that people listen to us because they kind of hope we'll go out and buy it and <laughs> try it and tell them about it, because it's a lot of money to drop on something that you it might is. not use. And I saw someone else make a point online once on a, on a forum or on Twitter or somewhere. And it, they said, you know, okay, so I've just bought my new smart cane. It cost me 500 quid. And on day one, I dropped it in a puddle or it broke, you know, because it got caught in something. And you think, oh, can you imagine? I mean, and I suppose that's the thing about the WeWalk that's quite good because you can connect it to any cane. Okay, if you drop it and smash it to bits, then that's a different problem. But, you know, if you if your cane snaps or something, which, you know, we've all had that, um, then it's that can few. be a yeah, I mean, I've gone through I don't know how many over the years. Uh, my, my friend my friend and I once, this was at school, uh, we both decided to have a race to get the, the, the bus that was taking us home. So we both decided we would we'd run to the bus. So both of us use canes, right? So both of us start running. Both canes get entangled. He goes flying over his. I go flying over mine. Both of us land face first on the ground. Canes turn out to be bananas because oh. they are just bent into semicircles. Uh, it was hilarious for You could only us. go around in circles. That's right, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Um, it was just ridiculous. But um, but no, I, I do like this the sound of this. I mean, I'd be interested to try it, but I'm slightly concerned about some of the, uh, we some need of the convincing. technology. Yeah, we do. Um, now, look, uh, Sean, you've got a high-speed how-to for us this week. We're going to get to that in a minute because uh, it's a good one this week, actually. And not that the other ones are terrible, yeah, but this thanks. one's good. Um <laughs> But this one's good because you're, you're talking about uninstalling Windows or Microsoft programs or programs on Microsoft, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Um, and I think that's good. I, I would start with Microsoft Teams if anyone's got it on there. Just, Ooh, just get rid. Um, <laughs> it's very good, a, apparently. A little jibe to Microsoft. They can take it. They're big boys. They'll be fine. Um, all right. Let's uh, first though, get to the uh, voicemails because uh, we got one in this week. Uh, hello. Who's there? Hello, Tiffany with a message for Double Tap Canada. You can play this on your show. Hey. Um, so Hi. I've listened to 135 of Double Tap. I've been catching up on some podcasts and falling behind. Oh. And um, the part about Stephen and his driving, it's a bit weird, but you know what? Why not? Yes. Yeah, as long as you can't run anyone over, you know, sounds fun. <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of something I've recently started doing. So I've got this mini exercise bike thing. It's not the full bike. You have like the part of it that's got the pedals attached, kind of like, I guess, the lower half of it. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll take it, set it against the couch, because I'm a short-legged woman, and if I don't get slides away, I have to keep stopping to adjust it. So I'll set that in front of the sofa or the wall or something, get a kitchen chair, sit on that, and just bike for a while. You just listen to music or a podcast. It's weird, but yeah, it's a way to relax. (laughs) 
keep up with the good work. Enjoy the show. Bye. Thanks, Tiffany. Uh, that's nothing weird about that at all. That sounds perfectly sensible to me. Now, Short-legged woman. I love that phrase. And, and I'm going to use that. And did she say, as long as you're not running someone over, it's all good? She doesn't know you very well, Stephen, does she? Well, no. I mean, I'll be honest. If, if this was Grand Theft Auto... Um, yes. then I've pretty much wiped out uh, Liberty <laughs> City by now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is great fun. I do. And it is weird. I know it's weird. It's, it's bizarre and it's a strange pastime, but, you know, I enjoy it. And that's what it's all about. I'm not harming anybody, apart well, from the remaining vision that I have. Uh, but, yeah, other than that. Um, but, no, that, that, I think you're quite right, Tiffany. You know, if you can find something, I mean, exercising, and that's the thing. I mean, getting out and exercising, I'm sick to death of people who say to me all the time, hey, should you just go out for a walk? It's really pleasant. Boring. No, it's not. It's not. It's horrible. It really is. And maybe the wee walk cane might be the answer to this. I don't know. But, you know, I go out for a walk, and it is just an endless parade of stop, start, cane banging into something or jabbing into my stomach. Uh, and I know people have said to me, well, get a guide dog then. It's like, yeah, no problem, because that only takes, you know, three years. So no problem. Um... I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just. Someone's just, grumpy today. No, I just, I get sick of that. You know, it's, and I know people mean well when they say these things, but generally they're sighted, and they'll say these things, Oof. and you're like, come on, guys, you know, think this through, right? I mean, if I give you a white cane and stick a blindfold on and say, go for a walk, you'll just have a great time. You'll come back screaming. <laughs> It's true. I hate to admit it, it, but yes, you're absolutely right. Either that so or sticking ma- a bike in your living room, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or they'll, they'll make it 10 steps and just be too terrified to keep walking. <laughs> well, that's unstuck. right. That's right. But actually, that's this, is, this does bring up a bit of a bugbear of mine, and that is accessibility when it comes to gym equipment or fitness equipment. It's terrible. It's still oh, yeah. terrible. Oh, and yeah. it, it, there is absolutely no excuse for it now. There's, there's lots of apps that will connect to... Um, gym equipment of like running machines treadmills um for logging you know your progress which is fine great as long as they're accessible whatever but i find very little out there in fact i find nothing uh that will allow you to control you know to set the level to set whatever that you need to set on that piece of equipment through an app and i just do not understand it gym equipment is just so inaccessible for us it, it as soon as it moved to just a big touch screen you know, forget it. We're we're out of the picture. So it really annoys me that. Not I know, that I, I mean, use any fitness equipment at all, no, but, but that's but the you, reason that's why I don't. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I mean, I'm reason. not saying that. Yes. I, I mean, it, it is interesting, right? Because there is clearly a correlation. I know we all have a bit of a laugh about it, but there's a, clearly a correlation between the ability to see and the ability to use the equipment for say, exercise and, you know, being able to get out and exercise. You know, my neighbours are always out cycling. They love going out cycling. And one of them said to me the other day, oh, you should come out. And I'm like, I'd love to. And it's not that I can't cycle. It's just that I, you know, going headfirst into a truck see where I'm going. isn't great fun, I don't think. Have they got a tandem? Yeah. Well, I did ask that question. I was also tempted to buy a trike. Uh, because I have to Whoa. say I'm a huge fan of trikes. But, you no. know, there are limits. <laughs> Are you regressing? Are you five yeah. years old? Mm-hmm. I used to have a little tractor when I was a kid, and I used to run up and down the, the, the street, in it, and that's the only thing I could go. I could never go a bike. And um, I, I used to have this little tractor, and it had a little trailer. I have to be honest, even then I was into accessories. So, you know, it was like I had this trailer, and I used to put stuff in it, including my cousin. And, you know, we'd, there we go, and we'd go off, uh, you know, 
basically around one. I think we, we got as far as two streets. But, you know, to me, this was, you know, the edge of the world. And, um, yeah, it was a lovely time. It's an emotional moment for me. I'm, I'm giving a lot of myself here. Thanks, Tiffany, for that email. Yeah. And you yeah, thought him you. playing a game was weird. Mm-hmm. It just got weird. It did. <laughs> Um, look, we're almost out of time. If you do want to get in touch, please do uh, email in feedback at ami.ca. I think I nominate Tim to be in charge of the phone number this week. Tim, have you come prepared? Oof, yeah, thankfully, I, I think I have. That number is one eight six six five zero nine four five four five. Now, take care of that phone number, Tim. It's a very delicate thing. Well, and if you, do, if you do get in touch with us, as Tiffany did, Remember and tell us it's okay to use it on air. Or uh, what we have to do is next week on the show, we've got to gunge Tim. And if you don't know what that means, uh, tune in next week and you'll find out. Um, It's going to be great fun. Uh, So before we go, we've got a high-speed how-to. This is from Sean. Sean, take it away. This is a high-speed how-to. And today, I'm going to show you how to remove a program from Windows 10. Ooh, sexy. Are you ready? Let's go! What is it? We've all been there where we've downloaded the latest and greatest piece of software only to find that it's either inaccessible or just doesn't work. So, what do you do? Just leave it there to clutter up your desktop? No. Removing, or uninstalling to use the technical term, a program or piece of software is something that we will all have to do at some point if we use a computer or a smartphone. How does it work? It's easy. First, hit the Windows key to open the Start menu. Start window. Now, type the words Remove Programs. As you're typing, the Start menu will display the matching results. The option we're looking for is this. Add or remove programs. System settings. It should be the first in the list and already selected, so just hit Enter. Settings window. Apps and features grouping. Optional features link. We're now inside the Windows 10 settings. Ooh, scary. Well, not really. Actually, it's pretty straightforward as long as you know what to listen out for. Just navigate through all the options on this screen by pressing the Tab key, and after hitting Tab about five times, you will find the all-important list of apps. List. 1 password 19 slash 03 slash 2020 not selected collapsed 1 of 99. As you heard, the first program in my list is 1Password. To move through the list, just use the up or down arrow keys. The app I'm going to uninstall is the screen reader, Jules. So I'm going to arrow down through this list until I find it. 3D Viewer Microsoft Corporation 16. Nope, arrow down. Alarms and Clock Microsoft. Nope, not that one either, but as you can hear, it's in alphabetical order. So let's just skip ahead. I'm going to keep arrowing down until I hit. Freedom Scientific Jaws 2019 1 gigabyte 18 slash 10 slash 2019 not selected collapsed 17 of 99. There it is. Let's hit enter on that to expand it. Selected expanded. Now press the tab key again. Uninstall button. That's what we want. Hit enter on the uninstall button to start the uninstall process. Pop-up dialog. This app and its related info will be uninstalled. Uninstall button. Windows displays this pop-up to make sure you really want to uninstall this program. If you do, press enter on the uninstall button again and just follow the on-screen instructions. Easy! Additional information. There really isn't much more to say. It's as easy as that. One thing I will add is that sometimes when you uninstall a program, you will need to restart your computer. Windows will usually ask you if you want to do this now or later, but just be aware of it and make sure you save any of your documents or files that you have open. 
And that's it. That's another High Speed How To. Boosh! Well, there you go. You can uninstall Microsoft programs till your heart's content, whether you're cycling in a living room or driving a truck to Amsterdam in your spare bedroom. Uh, you can do it all. See, blind people can do anything. I've said it forever. <laughs> uh, guys, that's it for us uh, this week. Uh, Tim, thank you again for coming on. And, uh, Sean, thank you for whatever it is you do. I hope you do have a happy birthday. Uh, thank you. Just yeah, one more time. Birthday. Uh, guys, nice, yeah. Happy birthday, Sean. Thank you. And that's all you're getting of it because there are copyright reasons we're not playing anymore <laughs> and that's it for the show this week thank you so much don't forget double tap tv details coming up catch you next week guys bye thanks happy anniversary jen Aww. don't forget to tune in to double tap tv every tuesday at 8 30 p.m eastern on ami tv for more technology talk with mark aflalo and stephen scott this was an ami podcast for more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.